This man kneeled on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Can you imagine that? This kid thought he was going to die. He knew he was going to die. He called for his mother. He called for his dead mother. I've only seen that once before in my life. My father, on his deathbed, called for his grandmother. When I watched that tape, I understood this man knew he was going to die. People watched it. People filmed it. And for some reason that I still don't understand, all these fucking police had their hands in their pockets. Who are you talking to? What are you signifying? That you can kneel on a man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds and feel like you wouldn't get the wrath of God. That's what is happening right now. All tea, no shade, uh, LNJ, what type of tea they serving? Is it lifting? Probably the type that Kermit be sipping. Take your mouth and start to click it. This dope trio delivering substance with subjects that's busting. Uh, make you want to join a discussion. Real people, real topics with a little bit of gossip. Out in the bay, ripping 8 one trade. Uh, it's all tea, no shade, all tea, no shade. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> welcome. Welcome to All Tea No Shade, where we are serving tea without the shade. Like we always motherfucking do. So pull up a seat and let's start this sip sesh. Hey, we back, y'all. We, we, it's been a while. We back in the building. We got our regular here. We got our, we got our regular. Mr. Remy Mulatto. We got Shay back behind the keyboard. Well, hey, engineering. Shay. Hey, what's good, Shay? It's been a while. I, I think Emmett's out here. We Can got we all say here? happy Full birthday house. to Emmett? <laughs> you want to sing happy birthday to Emmett? Mm-hmm, I got it. <clears throat> no, y'all do it with me, because y'all know I can't say. <laughs> let's do the uh, Stevie Wonder version. Remy, do you know what that is? Uh, let's, let's just start. I, I, I'll, uh... Did your black side know? <laughs> I'm sure or I know. your white side there? Some of that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. birthday. Woo! Happy birthday, birthday Emmett. Emmett turned 41, Sippers. 41. The rest of his life is over. <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> what is wrong Turn with you? Turn your mic up a little more. I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm good. All right. 41 years, still young. No, nah, that's still young. Still, still young. young. Mm-hmm. I'm right behind him. But yeah, it feels good to have everyone back. I haven't seen L since Orlando, which was like. Three weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen Shay even longer than that. It's been over a month. I'm Shay. a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> My and we, friend. And we got Mr. Remy back. So let's get it started. I haven't seen Emma in forever either. I, mean, I haven't seen Emma since 2019. Mm. I, it's been 2018 since I last <laughs> seen Emma. It's been years. <laughs> it's all good. Well, how's everybody's week's been? Let's check the hell in. Shay, check it off. Well, um, I'm on a roll, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like this, this, this last two weeks, actually all together on the whole, has been amazing. Um, new clients, new, new energy. I can't complain at all. Okay, you have- I just need a new boo. <laughs> okay, we, hold on. You, you need a new boo. Or you got a new boo. Just need one. Oh yeah, then we all need that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna happen in 2020 though. 
It's kind of uh, difficult because it's like you like you like somebody, but like I don't want to see you in person. Right. <laughs> right. Like I don't want to like risk my life just to see you. You know, meet you. Mm. I saw you've been you've been doing a lot more uh, DJing. But Facebook be giving you some hell, don't they? Sometimes, but I don't really care. Because like, what happens is that it will say, hey, we don't like this song. And then, like, a couple of days later, it's like, ah, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't even worry about it. Um, but it's just practice, man. Just getting back to being on the decks versus just the laptop. That's what's up. What about you, Remy? Uh, I've been having a, a rough week, actually. Okay, well, let's be real about it. Yeah, every, everything. I mean, it's... It really just surrounds, you know, I believe everything that we're, we're going to be talking about today. Like, I've just been struggling, like, watching mm. all of it and, and seeing, like, a lot of the back and forth. I think I made a mistake of, um, inter- in, like, interacting with the other side a little too much. Mm. And it's been fucking with my week, so. I just have to ask, is this a costume shirt? Are you? Did you just? <laughs> oh, what? Like I feel like this is like, like a, a oh, shirt that comes with a costume. Shay, Shay understands so what shirt. So you remember that game we're talking about, like over and over and over and I over. I can't again? stop staring at it. Exactly. That is the almost badass boss in all it's Final Fantasy shirt. It's, it's a it's a nerd shirt. Is what it is. So it is a costume. <laughs> listen, it's not really a shirt. Listen, no, it's, it's a, a costume. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to stop. Wow. It's actually no. I, I bought it on some random obscure website, but this I believe is like somebody's. Drawing of How like, can you not have joy with with the costume on? I'm not wearing a costume. That's a t-shirt. I take that personal that I'm wearing a costume because no. I'm me every day, all day. I, I'm, I'm just saying I don't never wear a costume. It's like the costume material, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, for sure. It's like, like and it's, so it's not normal shirt material. For I'm sure. Not costume as in like facade, but you know, like Halloween, you I put costumes like, on. I thought this fun. was all tea, no shade. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying shade. to unshade it. It's too late. It's too late. Shirt. You look like a clown. <laughs> Why? Good. I missed you too. Oh my god! Wow. First of all, connotations for costume with me are very different than how you guys interpreted it. Fair like, co- costumes are fun for me. They're like amazing. Last time like, I, I was about to big you up, like yeah. fucking that's badass. Okay. You got you got to leave with that. So I, I'm like, you oh. look like a full flesh. Yeah, right for real. <laughs> Whatever, y'all are. Okay. Super, y'all should have seen how she 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 put her hands together. She was like. So, is that a costume shirt? I was about to be so lit, y'all. <laughs> That's all good. Annoying me. But so you so you thought maybe like a, 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 it was like a like a cosplay shirt? Yeah, like a okay. cosplay shirt. That's badass. Uh, that, that's not a bad thing. I, I think I would take it weird because nah, not at all. I don't do no, nothing like that. But like he said, it's a nerd shirt. Gotta respect the nerd just, shirt. Yeah, but I am glad you're on this episode because obviously you're biracial, and I think you have a, you'll have a different perspective. Yeah, because I think biracial people often struggle with which side do I identify with more so than anything. We'll find out a little bit more. L, how was your week, man? My week has been good. You know, we're back in the office and so that's interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. It's interesting perspective. Um, but people are coming out. Everybody's mad at each other. So business is, is starting to recover quicker mm. than I thought it mm. would. Mm. Yeah. Daddy will shit. What about you, Jay? So my week has been actually pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, amazing. which is in stark contrast to the last few weeks. Because the last few weeks, I've been emotionally drained just from everything that's going on. Right. With the with George Floyd and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. emotional. It's just as a black man, it, it's, it can be tough. It can be really tough. But this week has been good. I actually went to a nudist resort last week. Oh yeah, we a nudist resort. It was crazy. How was that? Tell us. 
Shout out to Caliente in here in Tampa, Florida. If you never, it's my first time ever going to a nude resort. Okay, exactly where you went. And so when you when you go into this spot, first you got to buy a, like a day ticket to go in. So you go through the security gate. When you get in, you see people to your left playing tennis, but they're playing tennis butt ass naked. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is going to be interesting. quite interesting. And so. We get inside. They do it. They do a whole COVID nineteen test. They have like this digital monitor to make sure your the temperature is below, you know below one hundred degrees. And go into the locker room. And so I've never done this. I'm with a couple of my friends. I'm like, damn, I don't know if I'm ready to just be butt ass naked, right? Among all these strangers that Can I don't know. Can you wear clothes if you want it's to? It's clothing optional. Okay. It's clothing option. Clothing optional. And so we get there and we're walking around. It's literally pretty much all white people. Yeah. And it's like different shapes. I mean, old, young. Fit, wrinkly, uh, saggy titties, <laughs> sit up titties, the whole nine, saggy balls, like like it's everything. Right. So much, right. but so you got but full is what you're saying. Yeah, but, and the way you think about it when you go in, and you think everyone's going to be looking at you right. and gawking at you. Yeah, but it's not like it's that at all. Much, it's too much. They're so they're, to them, it's a lifestyle. Right, right. So so they're just used to it. And so once we got in there, we sat down. And like uh, my, two of my female friends, they had like this a garb on where they were nude underneath, right. but just some, something to kind of give you some kind of privacy. Privacy. And then my other, my homie, you know, he he's about that life. So he's always there. So as soon as we get sat down, he was like, "Boop." I'm like, "Damn, almost this is like this is my homie right now." Like, uh, <laughs> so so me and the other, uh, it, it was two newbies, me and another girl. And when she was like, she was like, look, we're just going to do it. So she like took off her stuff and we hopped in the pool. So we were out there all damn day. And after a while, it, it just felt great. It actually felt damn good to be walking around naked or in the pool naked and just free flowing, wow. drinking, relaxing, conversing. All right. I would say that it's probably a lot of swingers yeah. in that environment, but they don't allow... <laughs> Like, yes like, and uh, no. Like Mr. Black Man, come fuck my wife. No, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would not. I cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> oh any God. of that. No, I didn't do that. But <laughs> but it's it's out there. You can see how it was out there. But they don't. They they actually do not encourage that. Like some people were starting to try to have some sexual actions going on in certain parts of the pool, and security came down yeah. and stopped them because it's not a swingers community. Right. It's a nudist community. So it was quite interesting. So that, that man was dope. And then, you know, went on a couple of dates. So Aww. that was pretty cool. Do y'all think it's weird to be trying to find love in the time with everything that's going on? No, I feel like it's nah. so natural right now. Nah. Yeah. yeah as a matter of fact, it, it, like, when you when you get caught up that was in... That a weird transition, I know, from being new to falling in love. But When you get caught up in such a weird time where, like social distancing is like a new normal or whatever yeah i think i think you find yourself wanting to be closer to people than ever you know i think so Agreed. i think so but yeah all right what we got next that's been a good week dang some ass and titties and finding okay, love you live your best life <laughs> living your right, best life let's go ahead and get into who am i, am I? Oh. all right guys let's just go over the rules real quick because for remy for remy for all of Maybe the, for Shay too. He be cheating too. For all of the gentlemen here. Just because I won, I know the rules. Doesn't mean I'm cheating. I won even when I was in the, in the same room. That's I, true. That's true. I am going to give you some hints about what's going on today in pop culture. And you gentlemen get to guess who the artist I am talking about. Right on. 
You can't guess until I give my very first clue, though. That is the only rule. Okay, I'm with it. All right, guys. Starting off, and you better be quick, this actor fainted on stage mid-performance. D.L. D.L. Hughley. All right. I said D.L. first. I said D.L. I'm going to give it to both. Bruh, bruh. So you guys are tied. First of all, I love like you still saying Hugo. I got to say it's DL. I I literally love how they. I give them both of them points and they look at each other like ugh. I'm disgusted. I don't want to share with you. Disgusted. I don't want to share with you. I ain't even stressing. Okay, this rapper hosted a Black Lives Been Mattered panel. Mm -hmm. Killer Mike. Nope. Ti. Nope. You said rapper. Mm -hmm. Drake. No. No. Um, Um. Cold. No. He's from North Carolina. The baby. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love hey. him. That's right. That's right statement. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Okay. This diva released a new track called oh, I know what it is. Black Parade. Beyonce. Hey, yes. let's go. Your boy's on fire. Run with it. He is on fire. He's I only know that one because uh, at the beach yesterday, someone came up and was like, oh, have you heard Beyonce's new song? I was like, no, I haven't heard it. You want to play it real quick? I want to hear it? Yeah, that's good. All right. See, this is why I need to be out because I don't I don't find out things like that at home. I'm going back to the south. I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bob tree of life on it took me a while to get used to it at first. It's a different cadence. It's that, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's that Negro's, uh, what you call it? What you call it? Spirit, like, not spiritual, but um, that old. Okay. I like it, though. You know, I'm not a big ba- Beyonce fan, but, but I love... I love this version of Beyonce. I love that she's so unapologetically yeah. black. Yeah. She has won me over the last few years with not giving a fuck about her blackness. Yeah. Prior to that, I wasn't a huge Beyonce fan. Yeah. But I like this version of Beyonce. It's like she got on, she got where she needed to go, and she was like, all right, now we're about to be as black as humanly possible. <laughs> like, we're going to make sure that you see us and it's by us. Like, you know what I mean? But my my thing is, she was already at such a high level that she could have done that a long time ago. So for me, my question See, is... This is a problem. Hold though. on, hold on. Let me finish. Okay. For, so me, for me, the question is, why now? I'm glad I'm glad that she is. Yeah. But why wasn't it sooner? Because she didn't have to cater to the pop culture a year, long time ago. She was already at a high status. So I'm going to jump in and say that she's never really been catering to a particular group of people. Okay. Um, but definitely the, the the combination of her and Jay-Z. Yeah. That is something special in terms of like their ability to amass power and money mm. and popularity to yeah. actually get things done. Yeah. I mean, he's already like he was already the business person. Yeah. He supported her growth in that area. And then when they finally got to mutual levels, it's just a whole different background world that's happening. That yeah. we don't even see things that they do that we just find out happenstance. I can agree with that. What's your take on it? So, like, this is the thing. I always struggle with this because people are like, oh, you could have done this earlier. You could have done this earlier. And not. it almost, like, takes away the fact that they did do it because there's so many artists who haven't, like Rihanna. 
right? Like, haven't heard much about her. She gives back, but like in her music, we don't really yeah. see her repping like Black Lives, like that kind of movement, right? It's different. Mm. But she does give back. At one point, it, it feels like we're never, it's nothing's ever good enough, right? If you did it, you didn't do it soon enough, you know, or you did it too late. For me, Beyonce became like black or she switched from being super pop is when she started taking more control over her music period. And I think maybe it was a deal or something mm -hmm. of that nature. But when she started, her albums, you could tell, were like produced by other people in the beginning. Yeah. And when she went solo and she started really focusing and becoming her own artist, that's when her, what she thought about kind of came see, into I don't, her music. I don't even see it. I'm not saying it that, I'm not saying that she was not doing things prior. Yeah. I, I don't know what they did prior. What I'm saying, when I focus specifically on the music. Yeah. But I hadn't heard anything. Once the Lemonade started, that's when I started kind of hearing about this, this this new Beyonce and empowering black women and bringing them all on, on the scene. And only, I love it. Yeah. The, for me, I didn't, there was no song. always empowering black women, but definitely like being more focused and being more cognizant of like her impact. She's making, but, sorry. But, but like, this is the thing. So that expectation is like, oh, why didn't she do it earlier? But we have artists like Travis Scott, we have Luda, we have Ti, we have all these other artists. We don't hear anything. We don't do anything, but they we also do aren't greatness. Beyonce is greatness, <laughs> and she's on a whole other level of. I mean, you have the Beyonce, you have Rihanna, you have, you know what I mean? Like Beyonce at this point is going to go down as probably one of the, the one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's going to be in the Hall of Fame, Rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame, without question. So, like, I just applaud her. So, anyway, I don't want to get off on random, but I just think it's... I love it. I'm just saying I love it. I love it, it too. Shout yeah. out to Beyonce. I love it. Shout I love that she's Beyonce. unapologically black. Let me ask you a question, Jay. Do you feel like uh, Jay-Z has always been outspoken about these kind of things? I do not feel like Jay-Z has always been outspoken about it until after he started doing his old title thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Prior to that... I hadn't heard Jay-Z really be out in media. Right. He talked about, you know, a bl black men and how we are rep represented. Yeah. But once he started title, and he, I, I feel like his, his, I think he evolved. He definitely he evolved, evolved changed, as a human being. I think. Because I what think, I think he focused mostly back in the day is like hood because that's yeah, what he knew. Right, right, right. Yeah. And yeah. so when you heard about Jay-Z, he was talking about Marcy Projects. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so in that regard, I think, I think there's something to be said about like when you, mature to a certain level and then also just just the status of like them as a unit you know yeah. what I'm saying? once you become something like that you got you got influence you got power and people re are really gonna start listening to what you have to say yeah yeah, so I, think, yeah. I think because they know that 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 is is a thing now you know they're being more and i also think it's important not to ignore the fact that they brought a life into the world a black life into the world. Yes. And that will very quickly change your perspective on what you talk about and what Absolutely. you put out there, especially at hey, their ages. Yeah. Jay-Z's in late 40s. Yeah. Beyonce's in her early, you know, mid-30s, I guess, at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. a good that's a good observation because it's a trip how how much the world looks different when you have a child. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you're like, hmm, something's gotta something gotta change. It's gotta <laughs> be my different. Kids gonna have to deal with this shit. And you want you want your you want Ivy to see strong black women. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna create all the imagery that she needs to see so she can feel empowered by to be a black woman. Right. 
Alright who we got next As your boy is winning right now <laughs> Alright guys This is the last one. Oh, they can't win then Let me go ahead and salute myself Let me go ahead and cheers myself I can't let you <laughs> Alright so this rapper Just dropped 23.5 million In cash mm. On a new mansion In Brentwood California mm. California Who I know it ain't Kanye Cause he got a whole ranch Out there somewhere else mm. Um um, He's an April baby, songwriter, record producer. He's been described as a fusion of hip hop, lo fi, and ambient. Born in Houston, Texas. Travis Scott? Yes. I should have known that because she just referenced Travis Scott. Damn, did y'all even get one? Did you even get one? Oh, you got the she one that gave it a little tie. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Sorry about that. Remy, did you get anything? I don't know. I don't think so. No, that's that'd be no. That'd be no. <laughs> so rude with it, you guys. All right, <laughs> let's go. Let's go ahead and move on to listener shout out. Listener shout out goes out to the Green Book of Tampa. Um, they shouted us out actually on their hey. IG story a couple weeks ago. Um, they said we're one of their favorite podcasts that is in rotation right now. Yes. So shout out to that. Um, you can find them. So let me explain what Green Book of Tampa Bay is. If you've never heard of the the Green Book, the Green Book used to be a book that was circulating back in the, I don't know if it's the 50s, 40, 50s, 60s for black people who were traveling, trying to travel on the road who did not know where they could go for black owned businesses. So the Green Book was created to help them have that. Which, by the way, if you come across a green book today, hold on to it because it's probably worth millions of dollars. Mm. Um, so, Hillary, who is one of the uh, creators of the Green Book of Tampa Bay, it's a website for black-owned businesses in the Tampa Bay area. If you don't know where to go to find black business or in order to support black business, you can go to greenbooktampabay.org to find black-listed businesses in the Bay Area. Um, and so, go check them out. Go... Your boy's on there for life coaching. All Tino Shay is on there for podcasting. Um, if you're a black-owned business, you can actually register your business on there and claim claim the name of that business. And so it's really dope. So go out there and support them. Um, the IG name is Green Book TB, all one word. Um, and then again, the website is GreenBookTampaBay.org to find more information. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the sip. Okay. Hey L, do you know what time it what is? What time it is? You know what time it is. <laughs> you know what time it is. Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Time for the main sip. The main sip. I said it's time for the main sip. The main sip. Get your cup ready. Drink ready. Tea ready. Get your get your ready. Tea ready. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to say that. We get a lot of compliments on Oh my god, no we do not. We do not. Stop lying. Alright guys, today we are talking Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, racial injustices and everything else under the sun. So I have a feeling this is going to be a very, very serious conversation. I know. And it's going to be probably more on one of our longer episodes. I would try my best not to cut y'all off so, to the time. Okay. Um, but I hope you edit all this out. Because no. it's just going to make it longer. 
Touche. Touche. So how are y'all feeling about all the protesting that's been happening over the last few weeks? What's your what's your initial thoughts? I feel like I mean, it was a matter of time. I mean, yeah. it's the perfect keg storm, you know. We're all quarantined. People don't have normally don't have time, got time. And after seeing it's just injustice after injustice after injustice. And every time, you know, we're a pot and eventually you keep pouring into the pot, it's gonna overflow at, at some point. And I just think that that's what's happening. It just it's overflowing. It's too yeah. many too many instances hmm. yeah all recorded you know and it's like looking at people who say judge george floyd deserved that or that you know he it wasn't the cop's fault and you know it was an accident and i'm like how do you watch that video and honestly come back from that with it was an accident i don't understand I think anyone who who just who has decided in their minds that that is an accident or these things are an accident, obviously have decided that killing black people is okay. Yeah. Right. Because it's one if the if the cop is not properly trained properly trained to 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 do that, they shouldn't be doing it. Right. And for eight minutes, eight you know what I mean. Minutes. It's eight just minutes. like you have this person. You have not only him saying I can't breathe, I can't breathe. But at one point, he just comes becomes completely unresponsive. And you have the people who are recording saying, he's unresponsive. Like, you need to check on him. You need to yeah. check on him. And he's just still knee in the neck, not moving. And it's just, I don't understand why he's not getting first disgusting. degree murder. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I refuse to watch the video. Um, I pretty much knew what it would be, what I would see. I almost did not watch the Ahmad Aubrey video. Uh, when that happened, I watched it one time, and after that, I just decided that I can't, I can't watch any more Black Death. And the protesting, I'm, I'm happy with. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see. In my lifetime, I've never seen so every state yeah. protesting. Right. Right. I've never seen Such so a many. Front. Yeah, I've never seen so many white people. Marching for for the longest time, like over the last few years, I used to say all the time, black people march with the LGBT community. We support you. Black people march with anyone who's been discriminated against. Oppressed. You always saw it. And I always said, where are my white friends? Where are the white friends marching with us, standing with us over the years? In 2020, I can actually they say they came out and they said enough is enough. Yeah. And I'm so happy to see it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's unfortunate it, it that like the George Floyd was so just terrible and important, but it was literally the the match that was needed because anybody who has any like any reasonable person can't look at that and honestly like not feel for this guy. Yeah, you know, if they at all have any human capacity and if they all can see us at all as human beings, you know. Yeah. Raymond, what are your thoughts on protesting? <clears throat> on the protesting? Um, it, <clears throat> so I've watched the George Floyd video like a lot, like a, a bunch of times. And I'm not, like I don't cry a lot, yeah. but in the last like three weeks, <laughs> I've cried probably more than I have at least in the last maybe 10 years. Like it's just every, everything about that and then on top of 
all of the fucking names, you know what I mean? All the all the justice that that hasn't hasn't been gotten for all those other people yeah. and all those families. And like like it's it, it's, it, it's crazy that it takes something like that. It takes because in addition to just, you know, a man dying under those circumstances, being his, his fucking neck being crushed for eight straight minutes, you got the entire country has to rise up for for people to give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a ha- we have to more or less stage an entire revolution. Right. Just and, for the officers to yeah. get charged. Yeah. Like. And <laughs> so so I think I think this, this is how I feel about the whole thing. And uh there's a, a lot of what I've been posting. I don't give a fuck about looting. I don't give a fuck about rioting. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I condone it or I think it's okay. Mm. But if you think about any given revolution, if mm. you think about any mm. given struggle for, you know, independence or whatever you want to call it, there's violence. There's Absolutely. Just, there's, there's, you know, more or less, it's, it's like a war. Yeah. So the American Revolution wasn't a fucking peaceful protest. You know right. what I'm saying? They didn't, they, 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 things had to happen. So there's going to be some of that. And I think at, at most they're lucky that it's just like some buildings being burned down. Exactly. Yeah, they're lucky like much worse things aren't happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's time for something to fucking change. Systemic racism in this country has been out of control for as long as we can remember, and it needs to be dealt with now. And this has to be the spark. Yeah, it has to be. I know Shay has some strong opinions on the on the right on the looting and stuff. But what's your take on protesting, real real quick? Um. It's 100% justified. Uh, it, it needed to do it. Uh, it needed the energy, the vibrancy of that many voices doing what they're, they've been doing. Mm. They need to continue doing it. Um, my only thing is that it always needs to be targeted. Mm. Uh, yes, you have the initial outburst, but then you have to like really grab all that energy and focus it somewhere right. to actually make things happen in an efficient and timely manner. Um, yeah, and that's where that's where we are. It's 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 the point of, are we gonna have it focused and continue the energy, or mm. we're just gonna let it disperse into the ether? Yeah, and then which we is do, we, we do this again ten years from now. Yeah, that's what happened in twenty seventeen. Like we, a lot of people were up in arms after Ferguson and everything, but it dissipated. The, yeah, the the most that happened is I believe there was some reform in Ferguson, but it hasn't really. For whatever reason though, twenty twenty feels different. It, yeah, it feels, it it feels, feels different. different. Like it's so many. And I'm not one who I'm not for looting and burning shit down, but I get the anger, I get the frustration, and I get and I I agree with you, Remy. Like things often don't get get done until people get pissed off enough to say I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck up your money, yeah. right. right? Now you now you're gonna see our anger. And but 2020 for me it seems different in the sense that so many different corporations have stood behind the movement. So many things have happened that I didn't think would happen. I never thought I would see the day that NASCAR is banning the Confederate flag. Ooh, right. You know what I mean? And that's such a huge, huge. fan base yeah. of theirs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but to, to your point, Shay, is where's the focus going to be? Yeah. When the cameras turn off, what's going to happen? And that concerns me. And I think that we have a good movement. Even the BET guy, um, what's his name? Uh, Robert Johnson, I think his name, or Bob Johnson. He said maybe Black Lives Matter needs to register as a, as a political group, an independent political mm. group. Yeah, you know. So who knows? I, I want to jump back, especially on that. especially like defining itself for what it is, 
because the other the other side, the people who are against it, are going to try to find their ways of of, of defining it. You know what I mean? Good. And and the louder their voices are, the more that message is gonna is gonna resonate. And they're already trying to call you know BLM a terrorist group and shit like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, Which and is interesting them. because KKK is still not registered as a right. terrorist group, but yeah. you're like already trying to categorize uh, BLM Antifa? as Antifa. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know anything about Antifa, but yeah. but they they all they keep trying to lump it all together. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, because they, 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 Antifa has been riding the coattails of social injustice, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and they come in and they become, they come in hard. Yeah, it's they come in and they're the ones that tend to do all the extra damage and, that outside yeah. that mm-hmm. without a message they yeah. just mm-hmm. do damage. Antifa is uh is the the group that has uh what, basically fighting a, a a six block square radius in Seattle or something like that. Did y'all hear about that? I didn't hear about that, but typically Antifa is the people who who are pushing back against the white nationalists yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, they have a different. They definitely have a different mentality. Of more, I would say it's more they're like more the radical. Malcolm X, right? Yeah, they're more radical. It's like, look, we gonna we gonna fight back in any means necessary. Right, right. And Which black lives and yeah, and black lives matter movement group is more like Martin Luther King. And listen, right. when yeah. you when you when when some of the disgusting things that you know come out of this back and forth struggle start to happen like all those fucking hangings yeah that they keep calling suicides off the bat i am done yeah like what do you when, mean when you it's see, a suicide oh, yeah. when stuff like that comes out it's like oh okay we we need we need some hitters right <laughs> we need some hitters because obviously they out there thinking that that this it's is a game, game and they're, they're literally start they're like you guys are talking about modern lynching right. let's get back to a traditional lynching yeah. it's literally like hold my hold my beer it's yeah. literally yeah. a hold my beer situation and, like and nothing nothing pisses me off more than seeing a uh, black man hung from a tree, probably suicide. Yeah, like don't don't even we take don't that. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna off. do that. Don't even yeah. say that to me. Right, especially literally during this civil unrest that we have, we're in a racial unrest right now. We're protesting in all cities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Black Lives Matters is trending everywhere. Yeah. Like, don't are you really gonna just credit that and say that these are these are suicides? And they're popping up left and right and left and right and left and right. Are you kidding me right now? It's an insult. Yeah. It's an insult to our intelligence. I, uh, I've actually kind of tuned out most of social media and most of news. I don't really watch news anymore. So a lot of the time, like so when I hear about So did you know that they stuff, were lynching people? I had heard vaguely about some lynching, but I didn't... It's up to six people. It's that six we know. That we know. That we know. Of. All I'm going to say is, look, we need to strap up. Like, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of of guns yeah but given today's that, climate that we're in yeah and how angry this small population of people are we got to take it seriously protect and we got we got to protect, protect ourselves yeah right yeah. where are y'all i know we talked a little bit about the protesting but where are y'all separately on the on the looting let's talk about that just briefly like is it is it is it does it have does it have its place i i, I understand it you know what i mean for me it's the kind of thing that so so you you kind of depending on where you where you're looking at it from because i remember like a lot of this stuff same stuff was happening you know during ferguson or whatever when things when when uh some of those cops weren't uh going to jail for you know killing some of those black people Mm -hmm. some rioting and and some looting will happen yeah and if you automatically look directly at the looting and and you want to paint that with with what's with everything that's going on it's not really fair to the people who are peacefully protesting and trying to, you know, I mean, follow, follow MLK's example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
But at the same time, niggas are mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, that's not my target. That's not our target. We don't yeah. own that target. Why do we give a fuck about your target? Fuck yeah. your target. Like, yeah. if we if we looted it, y'all, y'all should have fucking hired more black employees. <laughs> y'all should have had black security. If y'all had more black folks in there, maybe we would have gave a fuck. Yeah. I just saw something recently. You know, on Juneteenth, they, uh, they had like a Snapchat filter mm. and it was basically to to honor Juneteenth, but it was like, oh, there's some chains on the screen and if you smile, the chains will break. What? Right? Oh, no. Think, think about Stop how tough no. and stupid that is. Like, so that's, are you kidding me right wow. now? But that, in an example, Who had that? Snapchat? Snapchat. And that that's just an example of <laughs> So y'all ain't got no black people on staff? Wow. No. I got no niggas that could have said uh This is not, that's a, good not a good idea. That's not a good idea. That, like hire some some black folks so they can let y'all know where we coming from. Yeah. We had yeah, a whole yeah. damn go ahead. And not no fucking MAGA black folks either. Like uh, come on. But yeah, because here's the deal, and I, I get frustrated anytime there is that idea of oh we're shackled and you're breaking we're breaking free from shackles. Mm. Um, even the N- N- A- NAACP recently did that at a local event that I went to. I was so pissed off. I was like, yeah. you're the NAACP. Why are you giving me shackles on my you know the itinerary? That's just the most frustrating thing in the first place. Um, but yes, that's terrible. It's lazy. It's what it is. Yeah, it really is lazy because that's not what this is about. We're yeah. not talking about that type of slavery, but looting. It's frustrating on the outside looking in because it dilutes the message. Yeah. To me, anything that dilutes the message that has extraneous uh, collateral damage is frustrating because then it's used to change the narrative. Um, and you get that from a lack of, hey, this is what we're out here to accomplish. That's not what we're out here to accomplish. If you see a white person breaking mm. in and burning stuff down, do not follow them. I don't care if you're poor, don't follow them. You because you're gonna be the one that, that gets the camera time, right. not the white yeah. person that did the thing. So yeah. stop yeah. it. That's but that's a really difficult thing. Like I think because I mean I just posted a picture. It's of um, two white people getting arrested for looting, mm. but they're in blackface. Mm. Literally, they've covered their whole body in like you know black foundation, and so it looks like they're black if you are just looking at like old CCTV kind of yeah. cameras. Yeah. But like you see them in you know iPhone camera, and you can see that it's they're white people with blackface. Mm. And I'm like, so it's not always us started. Even yeah. even the beginning looting in Minneapolis, where you see the auto zone, you see the white guy who's not doesn't have any BLM posters, doesn't. At, at all try to raid or loot and they it's this alleged that he's a police officer just going and breaking the windows in the auto zone and they're doing it in these poor areas where people who have needs think about mm-hmm. it we are in a pandemic that's right a, now you know what i mean like mm-hmm. people have not had money coming in at, period you know what i mean yeah. and so we're in a pandemic and if there's a target open uh you're you're hungry you know what i mean yeah, or or even not even hungry because they're taking tvs they're taking stuff but you've never had these luxuries in life because of the oppression that the real yeah. systematic racism the real oppression that we all kind of suffer if you're a black body or a brown body so i mean to me it's like i understand it and i also note that but i think that the problem with media is that they don't note that that's the smallest group yeah. yeah, the amount of protesters who are protesting peacefully, the, who are not looting, who are not you know, rioting, so to speak, is far outnumbers yeah. the looters. hundred percent. And like, I mean, the same thing happens when there's storm rolls through and and buildings get broken down. 
people will go in there and take stuff. It's yeah. just, it's just that's just natural human beings. The looting, I'm, I'm again, as I said earlier, I'm not really against the looting. My, my main issue with the looting is that there are black businesses that are being looted who can't afford to be looted. Right. Right. Yeah, right? That's, that's not like, that. like the targets, we don't care. Even Target, the Target that got looted, they came out and said, look, we can replace that building. Exactly. We stand behind Black Lives Matter. Right. You know what I mean? That'd be fine. But the people, the, the small independent people who are just now starting their business, those are the people who are really affected the most by it. So I wish that, to your point, that we weren't hurting our own immediate, immediate community. I think it's a special moment in time because yeah. right now, right now, like I was saying, like it's such a confluence of so many different things at once. You mentioned about the big businesses and uh, actually supporting this. It's like they don't risk much in supporting it right now because nobody's coming to their stuff anyways. <laughs> uh, and that's the part that's frustrating to me because people are going to be like, oh, yeah, they're supporting us. But like, no, they don't, they're not taking a huge risk in doing what they're doing. Uh, the difference between now and like 2017 is that in the past three to four years, three years, we've seen an escalation in how much, how powerful the cancel culture has become. Yeah. And this is a very cancelable moment because uh, you have, like I said, you see a lot more uh, mixed people supporting the, the movement. Yeah, they don't want to be cancelled. I mean, even Wendy's, like the slightest thing, everybody's just stuck on, on board on it. It's a, it's a mixed bag. You run, you're better off just taking the risk of saying, yeah, I'll cancel. Can you I play know? something? Can you play something? Yeah. Is this a short clip? Yeah. They say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. Her we don't amazing. own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? Like you broke thing. the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own, by our bootstraps in Tulsa, and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. I love that. And it energy. still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. 100%. I, I don't know how anyone can watch that video watch that clip and not feel emotionally like pissed and understood yeah. while people are protesting while people are rioting while black people are pissed the fuck off because we're tired you know, we're, we're past the point of wanting to feel sorry for ourselves and like when we've moved past understanding we've moved past tired we're pissed yeah, yeah. I think we're it's pissed. even interesting now like you have because they're like, oh, why can't you guys just po peacefully protest? But we've been peacefully protesting. Yeah. Kaepernick was a peaceful protest, yeah. and, and you guys fucking, hated that. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they tore him to pieces. Tore him to He lost his whole entire career. When we peacefully protest, it, it, it was an issue. Yeah. yeah. 
And it, it's funny. And now they are literally alluding back to that. Like, oh, yeah, we kind of get what Kaepernick was talking about. Yeah, oh, so we had out. to burn Target down for y'all to understand. All right, let's keep burning shit then. And that it goes to... I hate that. I another topic. I don't I want, want it, be, it to be yeah. violence. Like, I wish that we could do this peacefully. But the thing about it is when you are receiving violence, at some point you lash out. You yeah, have to 100%. defend yourself. You and so you we're keep, we keep... Like receiving violence, receiving violence, receiving violence. At some point, you're going to lash out, and it's unfortunate. Why do y'all think? Well, let me piggyback on on the whole Kaepernick thing real quick. So, I'm gonna read this really quickly. Okay. And just give me your thoughts on it. It has been a difficult time in our country, in particular, black people in our country. First, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and all the families that have endured police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systemic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to the NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League. And the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening, I am listening, and I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can move forward together for a better and more united NFL family. Once again, it's that timing. Timing is everything. Yeah. Are they playing right now? No. Are they making money right now? Not so much. Mm. Uh, when they come back, who's going to be there to to fill the stands and play those games? <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. now you on, on the field, you have a a black people that are more united and more likely to be like, yeah, hell yeah, I don't give a damn about your don't kneel, don't wear a shirt, don't wear this, fuck it, I'm going to do it yeah. because we've been doing we would have been doing it for eight months. I'm going to keep on doing it until you guys fix shit, and then you have. White people are like, they're fucking right. Like, I saw that video. I sat there and watched it for nine minutes. It, there's no ambiguity here. That shit is really happening. Mm. And then you have the companies that are like, oh, white people are also on board with this. I, I, I want to keep my money. I, 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 I'm not going to spend ad money with you. But here's the thing. I, I, and I understand your, your perspective on that. But I also think that for a company like the NFL to make a complete... 180 degree I turn. I want to give them kudos to that. Is, That's is huge. huge. Because they didn't have to say they were wrong. Right. They said we were wrong. They said they were wrong. That is huge. Yeah, Again, talking to the fan base of why they, they didn't do it, right? Because they had fans who were and owners who were against the kneeling of the flag. Right. They have come out and said, look, fuck, we, we were wrong. We were abs- like, we were wrong. And you start to see other, other people doing it. Maybe they're just riding waves, right? Who knows? But the fact that they even admitted it is a huge step. I'll take it is that. A step. I'll take that. But until the owners do it, individual owners. We'll, we'll see. Individual owners. Well, you got to remember, Roger Goodell represents the owners. Yes. He, he, but, so he, but he can. Okay. The NFL, you think he could have did that without he, the owner saying, "Oh, we we're, we're, we're okay how, with it"? Here's, from my perspective, here's how this works. You are the public face of our organization and mm. our stuff. Same way any other company can put a, a, a spokesperson or a head person mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is what we believe. This is what we're saying. But internally, they don't change. They don't They, they don't turn around and, and hire. Internally, they got to do some they, lot of changes. They, they, don't, they don't turn around and, and they don't say, hey, uh, we're going to have a collective, you know. Like right now, 
they should all take. I know the, part of what happened with this situation is that I think about ten or twelve players put out a video, combined video, mm-hmm. talking about the situation, and. If they did that on a much bigger scale as a league, as an individual teams that went out and did the same thing, the owners, until the owners come out and say this, I do not believe it. And that's, I'm that's, yeah. that's where my thing is. I, I get that. I, I, but I think if, if there's ever a year for Colin Kaepernick to come back, it's this year. This is the year. True enough. Especially if there's a team who wants to ride the wave yeah. of being popular yeah. and being shown that we stand whatever, whatever the reason, they should do it I this think year. It's a, I think it's a win. Because I think every step, even if they don't want to give you the step, even if you have to fight for the step, but every step up is a step regardless. And so now that they've come out and supported like the fact that there are inequities, the fact that they recognize that this is an issue in society in America, they've said that they were wrong. They can't take that step back. You've gotten it. Mm -hmm. Even a Houston coach, uh, Coach um, Bill Bill O'Brien, he said that he's going to kneel with his players this year. That player decided to kneel. He said he's kneeling. This is a white coach. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's, what what are we hoping comes out of the protest? Personally, each each perspective. Let's start with Remy. What do you hope comes out of this these protests in twenty twenty? Well, a lot of talk is about defunding police, mm-hmm. um, and a, a lot of the the, the questions like, okay, well, what does that mean? Um, if you ask uh, conservatives. They're going to say, oh, if you get rid of all police, then, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, that's that's not that's not what we're asking for. We're what we want is for one, police have been significantly militarized and that's a problem. Yes. And then there's this there's this like culture of policing that attacks a certain, you know, certain communities. You know, like they're not policing the, the burbs like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like yeah, they're yeah. policing cities like that. And it's a lack of training. Yeah, and and then the all of the money that goes into all of that could be used for things that the community actually needs. You know what I'm saying? Like one one thing that I that I think about all the time is um my my, my cousin's mother, my, my aunt, she lives in the same house she's always lived in in Detroit for as long as I can remember. I practically grew up in that house because I used to be there every weekend. Mm-hmm. And my cousins went to the elementary school right on the corner. And that school, that, that, that building is just an abandoned building now because yeah. funding in uh, D- Detroit schools fell apart. And that's money that literally could go come from, you know, something like policing for the sake of education and, you know, more or less anything just to prop up the community. It doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be about throwing us in jail and keeping us suppressed. And that's yeah. that's one of the big problems I think across all cities is mm-hmm. that they don't fund the right things. And police got money now. Like that, that a lot a lot of funding has gone into policing. Starting from, you know, Bill Clinton on down. That's that's just a, a big thing that they've been running on. And even even Clinton now admits that that was a mistake, that it was a mistake for him to, you know, uh, sign uh, the the crime bill or whatever that basically just transformed policing into what it is today. Yeah, and I think it's important so important to remember that defunding and disbanding are two different things. Yeah, we don't. I think, I think people hear defund the police yeah. and think we're saying no, do away with police. We're not saying do away with police. We're saying we need to take some of this money out of yeah. of the police in, the, in this union. Exactly, and and the main thing is about getting rid of this like that the culture of of cops that do shit like this and I, I i i told somebody the other day they were like well 
there's only like a couple of cops and whatever, whatever that have done this. And I'm like, well, if one did it and a bunch of them watched them do it, those are all bad cops. Yeah. So if, if they knew about it and they were okay with it and they didn't have a problem with it, get rid of all the motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a culture of problems that, that we need to deal with. There's one state, um, one city that has done that. That was Camden, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They defunded their police department. Um, I can't think how many years ago was this. Uh, seven years ago. And they have seen positive results from it. Now, they defunded it and brought more, they hired more cops to be more on the street more. Yeah. And to police in the in the communities that needed to be, uh, to have a better presence there. Yeah. And they've seen better, they've seen better relationships built because of that. So, who knows? So, what are you hoping comes out of this protesting? I'm hoping a lot of things, you know. I still want them to address reparations. I think we deserve it. Hell yeah. Um, why do Native Americans, I think they, they deserved it as well, and they didn't get nearly as much as they should, but, like, we were completely, we built this country. We shouldn't be paying any student loans. We mm, shouldn't be, taxes. like, we should be getting a bunch of discounts on new home, like, new um, homeowner loans and things of that nature. Yeah. like, we deserve it. We built this. Like, you know what I mean? And so I, I, I look forward to seeing something like that. I, I want there to be a reform of the policing. Obviously, I think that the amount of time spent on... So my problem with defunding is you're taking away resources um, for the police department, but they probably need the resources more at this point because they need to retrain or you know hire more people um, to get rid of the people who yeah. are bad, essentially. You know what I mean? And so the fact that police train you know a less amount of time than a hairdresser, right? To me, is outrageous. You know what I mean? Like you should at least have to go four years to to be a police officer when you're carrying a gun and you you have such control and power over mm-hmm. people, you know? And I think that they need to be focusing on much more diversified. I think that they need to change. Like, if you're a police officer, you have to live in the community that you serve. Yeah. You know, like, because that's what's going to create, you know, the policing that we used to think about or that we, we used to see, you know, like the, the good examples, you know, the police officers who you knew were always from your neighborhood because they understood, like, you know what I mean? And so if you got in trouble, they would come home to your mother and tell her. And, you know, that would be much more impactful than taking them to jail and creating this whole thing. And I mean, just way more empathy and gratitude both ways. And so I would love to see reform happen mm. and reparations happen. And overall, just a level of respect. Like, this cannot keep going forward. The fact that Karens are running rampant right now, it just shows you how integral, like, that privilege is and mm-hmm. that they're not realizing it. Shay, what are you hoping comes out of this um, protesting? Um, might be multi-layered here, but the primary layer is that it's we the people. Yeah. Um, Inclusive. That has... On one side, yes. But the problem that we have faced in this country, especially over the past six years or so, is that we have lost the... We are a a power. You know, you have three branches of government, but then you have we, the people, that helps dictate what those three branches of government do. And what you're seeing right now is the true efficacy of that group when that group solidifies as a whole and makes movements. And like I, I made a post recently about the fact that yes, this racial injustice thing is important, the, the police reform is important, but we are also 
overlooking the gutting and the the the, the, the devaluing of our way of 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 of, of governance of our administration mm. things are changing at the top that we gotta turn around and march on the same way we marched on racial injustice and i'm sorry like racial injustice is very important very serious it's very now but we got to face the things that's going to uh, affect our uh, ability to change racial injustice in the future. Our judges, our administrators, our, uh, our attorney generals, they're firing people and putting in stooges mm. that don't give a damn about this. That 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 when you go to, I mean, they had a, a talk on, on, on the Senate and they literally said, this is two white people talking to each other. One person says, black lives matter. Can anybody over there tell, tell uh, also agree with me that Black Lives Matter? Well, don't you want to agree that all lives matter? Well, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. Well, I believe all lives matter. They just don't even want to say it. I yeah. think people who uh, I think people who say all lives matter now is code word for I'm a racist. Yeah, yeah. I basically, basically at this point because you're you're just refusing to understand it. So y'all all make good points. I don't know for me personally. I think. I agree with some kind hey, of reparation. Hey, hey, Emmett, all birthdays matter, man. We can't wish you. <laughs> I, I, I think for me, I would, I would love to see some kind of police reform. I'm not saying defund, defund the police. I would love to see some form of police reform. And there are currently two bills being passed in the government right now for police reform. One is to um, give incentives for for cops to wear body cameras and to have always have them on. Another one is better training. To your point, training is also part of that bill. Is to ban or to make it a federal a federal crime to for lynching. It blows my mind that it's still not a against the law. Yeah. Like talk about you know. And so I love that they're taking away the immunities. Yeah, I don't know what state a state just recently passed where they're taking away the cops' immunity. And so when you, if a cop does something wrong to you, normally you would sue the state, but now you can sue that cop directly. Yeah. And yeah. so it's messing with them now, their, their, their paper. Do y'all think, um, so basically the two men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery mm. and the four cops that murdered George Floyd, they have all been charged with murder, some form or degree of murder. Right. Do y'all think that these charges would have happened no. Without no. the outrage that no. has been going on, nah, especially Ahmaud Arbery because that shit happened back in February, and yeah. these motherfuckers didn't even get arrested until you know the protest started. Right. So like, I think I think it would have just been a thing that happened, and they would have went on about their merry life. Yeah, they yeah. blew. It, it was blown over. It was, if we hadn't made it, if that video hadn't come out, yeah, and we hadn't made a stink about it, those mm -hmm. men would have gotten away with literal murder. Yeah, and same thing with. You know, when you look at that cop on George Floyd, the fact that he's so comfortable in like being recorded, you know, and in his pocket, he's fully aware that he's being recorded. And doesn't he's, give a fuck. Doesn't yeah. care. He feels untouchable. He feels, he feels untouchable, he's and like, that's just because like, it's happened over and over and over again. And the cops get off, and nothing happens. Like so they get fired. That's basically maybe, it. Maybe, maybe. They get suspended most of the times yeah. and then come back later when there's less attention. Mm -hmm. You know, like the fact that there's 56 cops who are stepping down in New York because of those guys who got charged for hurting that old man. You're like... That shit was crazy. What do you mean? I think it's, I think it's interesting that a lot of these, a lot of these cops... And, and we should say 
obviously that there are a lot of good there's great cops, cops. great cops out there this is not good cops. this is not a podcast or a show that we hate all cops and yeah. we obviously do not. not this ain't about them yeah you know what I mean <laughs> but I think it's interesting to see these cops and these unions so upset that they're being held accountable and people are angry with yes. them or pressing them for two weeks imagine being in a press your whole entire fucking life right Welcome to the life of a black person. Yeah. Where people feel like, we feel like people are against you. Yeah. Did you guys see that? I mean, it's been going around that cop who's like freaking out because Starbucks didn't give her her order. No, I didn't see that. Are oh, you talking about the uh, Egg McMuffin cop? Egg, yeah, yeah, Mc yeah, McDonald's, yeah. not Starbucks. Yeah, so she was sitting, you know, she went to the drive-thru. They made her pull up. They brought her her drink, but they didn't bring her her egg muffin or whatever the case is. Mm. And then she's like freaking out. She's like, I'm, you know, I told them not to, to forget about it because I don't know what they're going to do with it. And, you know, it's because I have my uniform on. And I'm like, oh, so you feel some type of way for a uniform that you can take off. Right. Mm -hmm. But how do mm -hmm. I feel with my black skin I that can't I can't take oh, off? You feel prejudged for some shit that mm -hmm. yeah. at oh, this point you have control oh, over. Oh, you're paranoid now? Yeah. Oh, welcome to our life. Like, oh, you feel uncomfortable in your skin right now because people are judging you based off of what you look like? Oh, welcome to our life. Like, and, yeah, I, and I'm not even a person that truly, I'm, I'm, be, I'm uh, as a 39-year-old black man, I am afraid of cops. Yeah. I can I can say that without any hesitation that when I see a cop, I'm on the road, I'm riding clean. I'm not riding dirty. Right. I'm like, you know what? Let me get away from this cop. Right. Let me turn right. Let me get off their path or whatever. And I say that, I say, I don't dislike cops. Even like I bought, it was a cop, it was a cop behind me at the drive through a few weeks ago. You know what I did? I bought their damn breakfast for them. Nice. They didn't know. I said, hey, look, I'm going to buy that. Cause I'm not against cops, yeah. but right. I am against the bullshit that we keep having to deal with. Yeah. You know? And I'm, 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 what I'm over is the fact that they're protecting each other. Like, yeah. I understand that the, there's a brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever the case is, but you need to be able to be a mirror for your family. You need to show them who they truly are, and you need to be able to it's, say, hey. That's, that's like gang culture. Yeah. You know what I'm it, saying? That's it, all that is. Exactly. I'm like, you, the problem with it, the, there's a lot of great cops, and there's a lot of cops that could be good. They, mm -hmm. they personally don't do anything wrong. However, they're willing witnesses. Yeah. They see the injustice. They see the bad cops. They see what they're doing, and they're quiet. And to me, that turns a good cop into a bad cop yeah, because you, you you got into the, the, the force to fight injustice, and you're watching injustice happen, and you're willingly allowing it. Yeah. And then to uh, to co-sign what Shay was saying earlier and piggyback off what Jay just said about being, you know, worried about cops in general, I'm, I'm afraid of just the entire legal system because as soon as you fall into that system oh man and it starts That's with so the cops crazy. and as soon as you have to see a judge once you fall into that system it, like it's a rabbit hole you yeah. know especially for a black man yeah man uh, i almost got put in that damn rabbit hole that it, system. it only takes one one little piece of bullshit like a, like a, if you a get a felony charge. if you get a felony your your life is almost over over yeah. as far as having you have you really have to create your own business yeah and or, or hope you get lucky with somebody who, who overlooks a, yeah. a felony yeah and and the like goofiest thing in the world is is some of us were just lucky enough to not necessarily have some bullshit that we did when we were younger become like a legal problem because i did some shit I did yeah. some shit while I was in Detroit. I just didn't get in trouble. Yeah. My cousin got in trouble. My yeah. cousin went to jail for 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. he ended up falling in that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. he, me and him are not that different. We're, yeah. we're, but it's just something happened and shit, shit went sour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how easily it could turn. 
I grew up in the hood and I have never seen more drugs than at a predominantly white college. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never seen more drug use than in my predominantly white college. Where the police at? I grew up in the hood, like in the hood, in Brooklyn. And so to me, when I first went, I was blown. I was like, there are drugs everywhere if, everyone's if, high if, everyone's like popping pills and if, i'm looking at them like if cops policed a college the way that they police new york oh my god <laughs> you know what i'm saying stop and frisk mm-hmm. on any college campus yeah. and see what the fuck happens yeah right and i was like oh this is different because they're in a it's a more privileged category barely any cops came like yeah. barely any you know what i mean and like you're just like, oh, this is really different. I'm like, I thought that the hood is supposed to be the drug den. Nope, not at all. You know what I mean? And it's just like these, all these perceptions and stereotypes that you hear and you see. It's just like, no, they sh- they've done a study where they've shown that like youth, no matter the um, race, pretty much all kind of get into a standard amount of trouble yeah. or mistakes, yeah. except that white people have a little bit more forgiveness. Like, black people are, are more likely to be charged yeah. um, with a crime. I, po- I posted on my Instagram the other day about some white girl who basically went through her line of, like, all, all oh, the yeah, shit she did, yeah. did in her teenage years. Like, all types of misdemeanors and shit like that, that if, if any black man had done that shit, he would have ended up in the system mm-hmm. and wouldn't be able to get out of it. Right. Let me ask you a question, Remy. Your, your mother is white? My mother is white. Your mo- mother is mm-hmm. white. How... Do you see a lot of people? You have a lot of white friends growing up or whatnot. Have, like, where are you? I have some white friends. I would say so. The the way, as far as the way my background works, I am more comfortable around black folks, so I, I gravitate more towards black folks. But um, when I went to high school, I was exposed to being around more white people, mm. and you know, over a four year period, eventually, you you, I didn't change. I was yeah. still I was still me, and I identify as black. But um, so you're not. I are you torn? Are you are you torn at all about everything that's happening with the black and white? I was I was a lot more torn before, um, like not now, not this year. Mm-hmm. But say so when Trayvon Martin happened. Let's let's you know start there because that's when that was the first one I think that I, I I saw and I was like, what the fuck? And for me, as a I try to step outside of, I guess, my race or my mm-hmm. bias and mm-hmm. just look at what I think the facts are. So when I first read up on the Trayvon Martin story, I, not that I gave George Zimmerman the benefit, benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. but I, I looked at the situation and I thought, okay, I see, I see how this could go south, but I don't necessarily think it's okay for... George Zimmerman to get off scot free yeah. because somebody died, mm. and then when something like that happens, then it's just the law, which you know, ultimately is notoriously racist. Like yeah. the legal system doesn't give a fuck about about minorities; it, it favors whoever's got money. Absolutely, you know what I mean? wherever the money is, you'll be all right. So Trayvon Martin. The more I thought about that over time, the more I realized how fucked up it is. Especially when I thought back to. How how that was literally me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like in the burbs, we, me and my cousin, the one who went to jail, we used to walk to the gas station in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and just walk back. Mm-hmm. And if anybody looked at us, like I'm, I'm light skinned. If mm-hmm. I was brown skinned, and anybody looked at us and thought, "Oh, 
these kids are up to something. Yeah. When they fucking walked up on us, we would have fought them and probably got shot, period. Yeah. Like, yeah. period. It's, it's that yeah. easy. So when I thought about it like that, I realized, like, I don't understand why George Zimmerman is still alive. <laughs> I don't either. Honestly, like, so that, that's either. how I feel about that. So then you, stemming from that and the more I think about all of these occurrences and then you keep adding on the names of people who keep dying. Yeah. And no cops are going to jail and at the very least are getting fired or suspended with a fucking full pension or some bullshit like that. Yeah. And then even outside of just the black people that has happened to, I watched this really disgusting video of a guy who was just in a hotel room. It was a white dude in a hotel room and somebody was scared, called the cops. The, the cop showed up, scared as fuck, pulled his gun on this dude in the hallway mm. and t yelling, screaming orders at this dude. And the dude is trying to do everything he can, but he's fucking scared for his life. Yeah. He makes one slight, sudden move that scares the cop and shoots him dead right there. In I the saw that video a, a couple years ago. The white guy that got yeah. killed, right? Yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. the just the the culture of policing just drives me crazy. They're just like point. they're supposed to de-escalate. You yes. can't be so yeah. scared yeah. that you are overreacting. Yeah. Like, I get that it's a scary job, but if you that's fucking scared, this ain't the job it. for you, this bro. This is not the job for you, and you, or you, you, the training really isn't there. You know, who, who was, it, but, was it? Chris Rock that said like some jobs you just can't you can't have a few bad apples. Yes, he was like, yeah, can you can. imagine having having a uh, a air pilot, bad pilot. a bad pilot? <laughs> You know who does, who crashes sometimes? It's like you can't have it. You're like some jobs, you just gotta you gotta. Everyone had to be good. Yes, you know. 100%. There's a higher standard. You so, know what I mean? Yeah. It's so one reason I'm asking you about you know your the how you feel racially about it because biracial. I have a friend that's biracial and she was raised white and she has a lot of white friends who she's had to unfriend. Yeah. Because of their stance of all lives matters and not yeah. and not understanding perspective and it hurt it hurts her that she has to do that but she's raising. Two young biracial boys yeah. that yeah. are black, going to be black men. Yeah, man. Are going to be seen as black men. Get. And so it's like, you can't, this you can't the, have that, this, you know? This is this is one of those, thing, those things where, like, white people need to shut the fuck up. Because when you get to a, a place like this and somebody says, if I, like, if I say to someone. I wouldn't say shut the fuck up. No, I no, want no. them to keep speaking well, up. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me, let me reiterate really really yeah. what I mean yes. by that, though. I'm not saying, what I mean is. If you have your own opinion about it and you haven't necessarily consulted one of us to understand what, how we feel about it and you and you want to just say what you think. Gotcha. You, you, what you think Shut is wrong. Up. Let me talk to you and let me tell you why you think what you think is wrong and yeah, hear gotcha. me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I say black lives matter and your response is all lives matter, that means that you you haven't actually had a, a, a conversation where you're actually listening to somebody because mm -hmm. you want to respond and you want to cut people off and you want to tell people what you think rather than hearing what we're fucking talking about. Mm -hmm. The conversation is about Black Lives Matter. Nobody's saying that other lives don't matter, but right now, this is our issue and this is what we care about. And Can we, we shouldn't have to it? say Can Black Lives Matter too. I challenge the... We, should we shouldn't have to have say to that. Say we shouldn't have to say that. So, so, so this is why my week has been so fucked up. <laughs> so I had, a, uh, I had a black friend... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, so I, I've been arguing with a lot of conservatives lately, uh -huh. um, you know, on the same All Lives Matter bullshit or whatever, and I've said to them, I've, I've said outright, okay, that's fine if you think All Lives Matter, but if that's the case, go ahead and make a Black Lives Matter post. I dare you. Because you think you're going to lose followers, so you mm. can't even say that. You can't mm. even let that come off your lips. Yeah. You yeah. can't post something like that. You yeah. can't handle it. Yeah. I, uh, I had a black friend post on her Facebook that she realized that she was the token black friend. And she's really hurting by this revelation. Have any of you had any revelations over the last few weeks that you may be the token black friend or that you've had to remove 
white friends from your from your Facebook because you wasn't aware that they felt that way. Yeah, I definitely had a group that I used to hang out with a lot, and I realized at some point, not recently, but it's been a minute, that I was definitely the token black friend, and I just slowly removed myself from that group because I didn't want them to use me as, oh, I'm not racist because... I have know, a black friend. I have a black friend. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to be their, their past, you know what I mean? And I could feel that, you know what I mean? Because I felt like they had a lot of... Just, they weren't outwardly racist. Mm -hmm. They just had these racist overtones or undertones, I should say, that are like these microaggressions Microaggressions. that Mm -hmm. kept just pinching at me, kept poking at me. And I'm just like, and they weren't people who were receptive to conversation. So I just had to let it go. Yeah. Go ahead, Shay. You have some? Oh, no. On general, like, yeah, you. You know when you're the token black friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you. But what has happened right now is the the amplification of those those microaggressions, and you know, like you said, when they are unwilling to have a conversation, even the smallest conversation, as a natural like calm debate, like, hey, let's let me show you what really happens on this side of the fence. Yeah, uh, yeah, you should get rid of them. Uh, thankfully for me, I haven't had too much of those problems, mostly because I ignore most of it. Um, and a few people who have said things that I, I thought were incongruous, mm. they've actually taken the time to like message me directly and we had a conversation about it. Mm. So I appreciate those people as well. They- I, uh, go ahead, Jay. No, I was just going to say, I, I haven't had to remove anyone the last few weeks. I thought I had done a great job of removing them over the last four years since Trump has been in office. Yeah. However, yeah. one of my one of my white friends uh, posted... And this is and it's sad because this is a guy I used to work with, we've laughed with, we joke with over back in Virginia, and he posted up just just two days ago, all lives matter. And so me being the petty person I can be sometimes, I knew he just had prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So I went on his post, I said, Hey, I get I understand you have prostate cancer, but guess what? All cancer matters. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Right. I don't care about your prostate cancer Ooh. right now. And I left it at that. And now I'm also going to unfriend him. Wow. Later today, but yeah. I mean that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, you know? it's just like it's it's such a simple concept. If you if you go to a block and one house is on fire, you don't worry about the other houses. The other yeah. houses are not on fire. White lives are not on fire. Yeah. Black lives are, and so you're going to focus on the house that's on fire. That's why it's Black Lives Matter because yeah. how many times, how many instances? I mean, we could literally speak for five minutes just listing names of victims who have been killed over the years or have been brutalized by police over the years or haven't been investigated properly. Their deaths haven't been investigated properly because of their brown skin. We could go on and on and on. And at some point, you're just like, we have to matter too. Very true. Um, And I'm going to play the opposite side of the fence just for a quick moment, just for for, uh, context of prison. Because that's how you are? Yes. Um... (laughs) So in the midst of this, right, which is pretty much is what we've been fighting since the onset of Trumpism. Mm. They, when they say all lives matter, they mean white lives matter. Mm-hmm. And they, there's a group of people, a section of people that feel like the white privilege is eroding, the yeah. white life is eroding, Absolutely. The, the genetics are eroding, Absolutely. and they are fighting tooth and nail, and they just have to have a head start on in that battle. Yeah. Um, but now that we are standing up for our lives and contesting that and showcasing that you're damn fucking right our life matters 
uh, as much as yours, or in more, in, in some cases, more because we help build this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 very competitive. Yeah. Well, did you and I just had the conversation about this last week? We didn't do it online, but we were talking about what what these people are fighting for, which they just said is they are fighting to keep the privilege. Right. Right. That's what they're fighting for. They're not fighting they don't they don't they understand that things are unequal. Right. Yeah. But they want to keep the privilege that they do have. Yep. And that's what they're fighting for and that's yeah. fucking sad. More often than not if you if you're completely in denial about the idea of systemic racism even if I give you all the examples and give you all the information and you still feel like I don't know like like you're being attacked in some kind of way and that you don't have something if you feel like everything is even yeah and i'm telling you it's not you're not you're not fighting for equality you're fighting for your own privilege to be maintained mm. yeah and you know but they won't acknowledge that but i, I do i do want to give a, a shout out to like the white folks who get it because yeah. I think I think that's very important. That's, about, like, that that's my ish so later. The advocates, so. the my, allies. Yeah, like like my my sisters on my my mother's side. They both sent me text messages. When, you know, once they saw me posting and really just just upset about everything. And it was like, look, if you need anything, you know, if you need to talk, whatever, whatever. Like we understand and we can't understand the way we would like to because mm-hmm. we're, we we don't come from where you come from. Mm-hmm. But we sympathize and you know we got your back. And yeah. that, you know that's important. It's it's important for people like I, like I was saying, if you don't just listen, listen to us. Yeah. Um, when when I was younger, my sister she came out and told me she was gay, and I I was ignorant at the time, and I told her no, you know, no, I don't think you're gay. And then once I grew up, because I was a fucking idiot at the time, I realized oh, it's not up to me to tell her who mm-hmm. she is or how she is. It's up mm-hmm. to me to listen to her and, and let me tell her what her problems are. You know, or listen to her problems. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's all we're asking for. Yeah. Right now, we're trying to tell y'all we have a problem. Fucking listen. Yeah. So obviously, this is a very very serious conversation. We want to hear all your thoughts, all your all your feedback on the racial injustices, the inequality, protesting, George Floyd, Ahmaud Aubrey, all of them. Before we move on to anything, another topic. Do you have anything else we want to touch base on? Regarding this, nope, no, we don't. No, all right, <laughs> I think it's a good main sip. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to unsolicited advice. For you, too, eh? No, I'm gonna have trouble with you, but well, let me give you a little advice. What that? <laughs> it's still funny. I still like it. It's still funny, yeah. Okay, so first one. So, I wanted to get some opinions on here regarding my sex life with my boyfriend. We've been together for about three years now, and for Mm. probably the past year, I've become almost uninterested in sex. Mostly just with him, though. Meaning I prefer to get off on my own. Okay. I don't think he's doing anything wrong, and he does make a ton of effort in pleasing me, but it seems like nothing works. Mm. This morning, he woke me up dead out of sleep and by asking me, do you want it, babe? And for some reason, that sort of infuriated me. Whenever he asks me, I want to have sex, I'm usually asleep and say no because I'm too tired or just not interested. Mm. I should mention that I'm pregnant, but this has been going on a long time since before getting pregnant. Mm. I get upset at him, but then quickly realize that I think I'm the issue, not him. What do you guys think? What do I do? Well, um, I would say, and I can't, I don't, obviously I don't know the women, women's mind frame, but how I've been taught about how women connects, uh, most women connect sex emotionally with things. I would be willing to bet that something emotionally 
is disconnected between her and her husband for her not to have that physical desire desire mm-hmm. to be with him. Yeah. You know, so but I'm glad that she's saying it, that she thinks it's more about her yeah. than it is him. But maybe there is something about him that she's not finding physically attractive anymore. I don't know. I'm going to jump in on that because it's also in the mental side of things. He is fucking up somewhere else. He's not not showing appreciation. He is not following through on his side of the household in some area. Um, And then, like, he just, she probably feels like a little bit objectified at the moment. And that is not a turn on for so many women. And especially if it's like, oh, well, I'll just wake you up in the middle of the night to to have sex with you. Or I'm not really putting in effort and energy into uh, catering to you and nurturing towards you. uh, Or whatever, according you, leading up to the process. That's going to, mm. especially if she's pregnant, she probably already starts to really change her mind on like how she feels about all those different hormones and stuff. Start to be like, okay, well, I'm not attractive anymore. And if he's not showing her that she's attractive, not but just she sexually, it. not just sexually, uh, okay. but like, I am a worthwhile part of mm. your life, mm. she's not going to want to give the other side of it. I can only speak personally for that when I've ever, when I've not found myself wanting to have sex with the woman I'm involved with, it's typically because. I am not happy in the relationship and I'm either thinking about ending it or I'm stressed out or I'm just, I need something else, you know? So yeah. What about you? <laughs> uh, so she says she prefer to get her, get off, get her like, but um, she can turn, she can please herself and be happy, but maybe now when she says please herself. Is she, are we talking like, Toys, we talking porn. We're not we talking. Talk- <laughs> we're just saying she's I'm pleasing saying. herself. No, no, you don't no, no. no. Go I think this. I think it makes a big difference. I think it makes a big difference because if if you okay, if your means of getting yourself off doesn't involve a fucking jackhammer that a man can't compete with, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's I mean, a that, little different. I think it's myth. a little different. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. Let's What's talk a about myth? it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> what? What's a myth? Nothing. Okay. So, all I'm saying is he he has to compete with whatever it is that she finds sexually attractive outside of him. You know what I'm saying? So what she's, she's fantasizing about whatever whatever that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And to to me, I would say maybe they would need. I, I mean, I don't know if I believe in therapy, but maybe a sex therapist will help because that way the things that she's not talking about mm-hmm. to him that she might desire that he like like him like I was in a relationship before and I remember after like eight years of that relationship she told me she was like I know all your moves like I know everything mm-hmm. you're gonna do and whenever you ask me to have sex honestly I don't want to and the problem is when somebody knows what you're gonna do and it mm-hmm. becomes predictable it's not fun anymore which I think is is kind of it's kind of hard to avoid that naturally. That's hard, that's hard to avoid that, yeah. But at the same time, you got to find a way to make an effort to get around that. And communication, I think, is where that starts. Like, you got to talk about it. And I think a sex therapist could probably get them to bring that shit to light. No. Great, yeah. Yeah, no, I would say I would say it was the hormonal thing if you weren't pleasing yourself, but you are. And so it's not hormone-based. And so I'm kind of with Jay where there must there there might be like an emotional disconnection happening cuz generally when you're really into your man you want your man right you know what I mean those two those two things tend to go hand in hand but also like sometimes you got to force yourself a little bit honey like sometimes when the engine's been running low you got to rev it up on purpose and 
kind of push through and it'll rev back up on its own after that. And so try to Sometimes you gotta spice it up. You gotta yeah, spice try it to up. Spice it up. Try to figure it out. Buy some dice. Figure. Maybe you're tired. Maybe he's. Maybe she's tired of sleeping and having sex in the bed. Sometimes you just gotta take it on the couch. Do you think? Do you think it's possible? So she said she's pregnant. Well, she I mean, said it's, she said, she it's said it started before. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't necessarily associate it with pregnancy. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and move on. Sex therapist. Sex therapist. I think is probably the best idea. We'll fuck somewhere else. She could just cheat. Or not. <laughs> she could. Of <laughs> other people doing anyway. Cheat on your man, man. That's how you get a his ass. <laughs> I am dating a guy who is way more, who's way older than I am. There's a 12 years difference. I am 20, but every time in our fight, well, any any time we fight, I find out um, he brings it up. He said, I do act immature and I act dumb. Is it mm. my fault for acting that way? Or maybe I'm not on his level of thinking and maturity. I do love him so much, but I don't like being talked down to. Mm. What do I do? I have a, I had a friend who, who did this all the time. Like, he dated younger women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, like, if you're going to date younger women, you have to accept them for where they are in their life. Right. You, you, can't, you can't always think you, you can school them and educate them. And just because you may be... 50 and they may be 30 doesn't mean that they can't teach you anything right right everyone can teach you at different things at different levels and so i'm i'm kind of with her like you can love someone but you don't want to be belittled yeah you know and so if he continues to do that after you've had a conversation about about it how it makes you feel then i don't think that's the person that necessarily loves you right you know, because the person wants to control you yeah and i that's kind of why i always try to stay away from dating younger women because for me i i'm naturally a coach i'm naturally a person that likes to help and i see things i and a lot of times you, no one wants to come across as someone always coaching you and right. teaching you it's like and so if i do date someone younger i just kind of just learn to accept what they are and, and there's something that they're doing that i don't like I got to decide whether or not I can take this person seriously or not. Yeah. Or, you know, like I won't even get involved with someone who who's like that. So yeah. I feel like you have to meet people at their level. Like, so she's, if she's 20, he's 32, you know, she's got to meet him at his bad back and bad knees. And she, he's got to meet her at her, you know, she can't go to a bar and drink. Like you meet people at the age that they are. And if you are going to accept them, you have to accept them for who they are. You can't discount their experience. You can't discount their thought process or, what their opinion is because you think you know better because of your age. When you get into a relationship with a younger person, you're getting into a relationship with someone on your level. And so you have to treat them that way. Yeah, I think if you, you have to accept that they're the age that they are and be comfortable with their ideologies and their personalities and their perspective. You need to accept that and respect it. 100%, 100%. Okay, guys, let's go ahead and move on to That Sounds About Right. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. All right, Sippers, y'all know the the name of the game. You know what's about to go down. I am about to play six uh. songs for the table for for Remy, Shay, and L to battle each other, but also to battle you who are listening. As we said before, we got Remy in the left corner. He's he gonna throw some bouts. We got we got L to my left. We got Shay to my right, who always wow. talks shit I think about Winnie. I think the last time, didn't she? 
I think she did. Last time we were all together, I think Elle did kill it. I think I she do did. I think she did. I did. Thank you. I don't think she's going to do this good this year. This one. We'll, we'll see. This is rude. I love you, Elle. I love Whatever. You. I love you. All right, Sippers. So remember, they need to know, and you need to know, the name of the song or the name of the artist, unless I say otherwise. You can find these songs on the All T, No Shade, Spotify playlist. We do not own these songs. We just love the songs and those who created it. So go stream them, go play them, go share them, give them the love that they deserve. All right. So this first song came out in 2020. Oh, God. 2020. What do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. The baby? No. YG? 58%. No. Migos? Meek Mill? J. Cole. She got it. Meek Mill? It's Meek Mill. She's just throwing out names, though. That don't matter. It's my point, though. We're going to let her play it out a little bit. let me sip the 40. I was just a shorty. Then I started spitting garlic. And they said, record me. I feel like this shit was for me. This reminds me of old Meek Mill. Yeah. Uh. the Porch. Uh. I got a porch, I'm gonna take it back. I'm on a block with the killers and holding my own, of course. Yeah. I see my mom and dad separate, ain't talking divorce. Said daddy was living by the fire, and he died by the torch. I'm with the AKs, is. we like the baby bay kids. Hey, but daddy, I listen to suckers the same with that Ray Ray D. So this is Meek Mill, obviously, other side of America that L guests. Thank you. All right, she got that one. She got that one. All right, one, one, one goes to L. Next song came out in 2020 as well. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you now, Tory Lanez is on it, but it's not a Tory Lanez song. Megan Thee Stallion, The Weeknd, Drake. Future. No. Lil Wayne. Yes, Lil Wayne. <laughs> Getting lucky with these damn guesses. But she, whatever works, though. It's part of it. Lil Wayne wasn't even rapping yet. Wow. This is called <laughs> I'm upset So this is called Help Featuring Tory Lanez Lil Wayne Lil Wayne kind of lost me a while ago Really? Yeah Aww. It's so funny because he had the whole game locked I feel like he kind of just gave it away to Drake yeah, yeah. I used to be a huge Lil Wayne fan, but well, you stop being able to understand him. I know it got so bad. I mean, like, there's a reason there's a uh, what you call it, the young, uh, young whatever that came out right after him that sounds so much like Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. L got two. What is going on? She ain't gonna get this one though. I guarantee she ain't get this one. Oh boy, this one came out in 2020. Why are you such a hater? As well. That sounds like no. Oh, Marion? The schoolboy Q? No. Jeremiah? No. That's uh, Ty Dolla Sign. No. That's not Ty Dolla Sign? <laughs> Trey Song? No, no, no. Jada Kiss? Wow, he sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't that ain't Ty Dolla Sign on the hook though. Uh, I think he's actually on the hook. I think he's on the hook. Yes, Ty Dolla Sign's on the hook. Good call, good, good, good pull. But it's Jada Kiss song. 
Need your best 2020 I'm glad JD Kiss put something new out man Hey Alright We on the board We on the board Remy No Shay got that one Yeah Yes sir <laughs> Alright Alright You gotta be quick on this one This next one came out in 2013 oh Childish Gambino? No. It's not like a big Kanye song. No. Kendrick? No. I know all Kendrick. I'm tripping. John Legend. Correct. John Legend. I don't remember this. It's called Tomorrow. He has a new album out, by the way. John Legend does. Came out on Friday, last Friday. Did y'all watch uh, John Legend and Alicia Keys? I did not. On Instagram. I saw part of it. I love that they actually performed. Oh, man. What was it, a versus battle? It, it was yeah. such a vibe. I yeah. gotta watch every cap. They, had them in, they were in the same place with pianos back to back. Oh, really? It was, and they were performing, like, It was such a vibe. Oh, yeah. Such a vibe. I'm mad that I missed it. It would look so live. When was that? When did they do that? Juneteenth. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I missed that. Tomorrow. So this is Tomorrow by John Legend. Everybody was laughing at uh, John Legend's little two-step. Because <laughs> every song no, he, he would just get up. Yeah. Do his little two-step. But uh, Alicia Keys was a whole vibe. Yeah, she, she looks good. I haven't been a fan of her music the last couple of years. It's been so-so. Nah, so. Yeah, well, when she brought out the old stuff, it was like, oh. Yeah, old stuff. She was oh, so good. Oh, you you a star star. Oh, you a star star. <laughs> All right, so Shay has battled back sippers. Yes. From being down 0-2, Remy, you still got a chance to tie at least 2-2. Yes, I don't know none of this music, man. This next song came <laughs> out. Do some Drake. <laughs> <laughs> this next this song came out in 2013 as well. Oh, God. You just been stuck. That's a vibe, too. Janae Monet? Oh, Janette Monet? No. Tweet. No. Childish Gambino? No. Was Khalifa? No. Her? No. Frank Daniel Ocean. Caesar? No. 2013? Come on now. Is it Dan? No. Anthony Hamilton? No. Girl, no. Girl. Walking by? No. Caught my eye? No. <laughs> he's a co- he's a host on a TV show right now. Jamie Foxx. No. no. Called The Mask. That's the show. Nick Cannon? No. No. The Mask Singer is what the name of the show is called. No. He's black? No, no. Robin Thicke. Oh, Correct. Robin Thicke. I just heard it. I just, I just heard it. Heard it. <laughs> I just heard it too. Damn. What's the name of this? Go stupid for you. I'm surprised he's still making. Oh yeah, that's what he's trying to get his wife back. He's trying to get his wife back. This is 2013. Yeah. I forgot that Robin Thicke could actually sing though. But he can he sing. Can, he can. All right, all right. So three, three, two, three, two. Last song. Last song. Either L's gonna win it, or Shay's gonna tie it, or Remy's gonna ruin it for Shay. <laughs> Don't you do it. Jump in here at any point, Remy. Jump in at any point. Came out in 2008. God. 
Neo. It's not Akon's song, by the way. He's on it. Puff Daddy. No, 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 Yes, the name of the song is Dangerous. But who's the artist? You got it. Who's the Dangerous? Cardinal Offershaw. Oh my gosh, Cardinal. <laughs> but he's one of those like, artists that like he comes up with one dope song every decade. Yeah. Shuts down. Who is it? Cardinal Offershaw. Well. The same. The song is called Dangerous, featuring Econ. Dangerous. Dangerous. All right, El. Congratulations. Congratulations. You 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 held tough. You did not back away when Shea battled back from being down 0-2. You stood in the corner like John Paxson, and you shot that shot, and you won the championship. Remy, you got to bounce back next week. Yeah, you got love. You were showing you were showing you were showing your non-music self this week. We're gonna let it go. All right, All right what guys, we got next? Let's go ahead and get into that. That shit. What's my shit? What's my ish? What's my ish? What's my ish? So my ish actually this week is white people. (laughs) That's my ish. Like white people who are awakening to what's going on in our world and have decided to stand with us. It has been encouraging to see white people marching with black people in this fight against racism and police brutality. In previous years, we didn't see that much of it. And I want to salute our sippers who are white and in this fight with us. Thank you. It is greatly appreciated. It is refreshing. Um, let's keep pushing together. Let's keep marching together. I've always said that black people as a whole, we cannot push this agenda by ourselves. It's going to take our white brothers and our white sisters who get it, who understand it, to influence their white friends and their white family members to change their perspective about what's going on. So um, I just... I'm happy about that. Even when I went to my protest a few weeks ago, um, I made sure to take pictures and video of the white people in the crowd because so often you hear that white people don't care and that white people aren't helping us. And I think it's important to show that they are. I even went up to a white guy who was just marching by himself in the street and and I tapped him on the shoulder. I said, hey, man, I want you to know that I appreciate you being here. He's like, oh man, no, no problem. I get it. Cause I want him to know yeah. that I see him. I see you. That I see I you. I appreciate you. You know, and that's so important. So my ish this week, white people who get what we're going through. Not really get it, but understand it. My ish this week is Generation Z, which I guess <laughs> yeah. they're calling the Zoomers. They flooded Trump's campaign, pretending to be actual like people registering for his his. They um, bought the tickets, his right? Rally. Mm-hmm. And so he had over a million people registered and it ended up being like like a hundred thousand maybe like it was really bad his numbers were super low he had this whole he built this whole extra stadium in the back for the overflow and like halfway through his his uh speech they were already breaking it down and it was like the actual arena that he was in was one empty yeah you know one third was full and two-thirds empty and so it was his first big rally back this was his beginning of his trail of his campaign trail is what he's been prompting it as or saying it's going to be and so i love that he started back his campaigning on such a flat note yeah i saw i saw that this morning uh that they had bought so many tickets love it and so you know it was he empty. was pissed 
because you know he always like he's so big about crowds and numbers and being popular mm-hmm. and being liked. So ooh. They yeah. said before before that they were talking about how they were going to fill up the nineteen thousand dollar nineteen seated stadium, mm-hmm. and they said the actual count ended up being more like six sixty six hundred people. Yeah, ghost. Yeah, and uh, but you know they're going to Photoshop that Trump. I don't think you can. can. This is yeah. the problem. Is like Trump is such a ego. Brat, like he likes to brag, and so he was bragging all about how much people were signed up and you know how much people were coming, mm-hmm. and so all the news media were there; they were ready for yeah. it, you yeah. know. And, and the of thing course, is, they blame uh, their own protests and shit like that. Well, here's the thing: like, I mean, I lived in Tulsa for 15 years, mm-hmm. so I actually was born in Tulsa. So it's really good to see that happen because Tulsa yeah. is is not it, it is Trump country in a sense yeah. um, but even though it's so close to Greenwood like the Greenwood celebration was so much more uh, vibrant so much energy so much Juneteenth fun and, and liveliness in comparison um, they they literally blocked off a mile radiance around around where the Trump campaign was happening from uh Local, uh, local, uh, local people and whatnot, but they still had a great time. They still did a great job of. of so that's gonna be my ish. I'm, I'm gonna use that my ish. This the, the Juneteenth celebration, um, the fact that it was such a big thing this year. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. About you, I mean. You want that song to be your ish? Yes, please. All right, this is my ish. I haven't heard this. But I'm a fan of her. Like, I was... This is nice. This is good. I was just trying to enjoy Juneteenth. And I heard this and I just broke into tears, man. Wow. I like this Damn. a lot. Okay, that's a good one. It's that's a good. Vibe, that's, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna add it to my playlist right now. That is my ish. Remy, just put me on to something. That's what's up. I like that. That's her. I can't breathe. Sippers. Beautiful. All right, guys. Any final sip? Yeah, I got a final sip, but not more so. Just some thoughts. Um, I want to remind everyone who hears our voices yeah. to remember that you need to take care of yourself. It's easy to get caught up with the negative energy, the negative imagery on social media and and on the news. We have a lot of crazy things happening in our lives right now. Unemployment, COVID-19, supporting Black Lives Matter, not to mention our own everyday struggles. Take me time. Get me time. Do the things you need to do to remember to love on yourself, to get your mental stability, whatever it is, do it. Because it's easy. I know for me, um, personally, if I don't go out, if I don't write, I don't listen to music, I don't ride my bike, if I don't go jogging, something, I can find myself feeling really sad and disconnected from the world. And so when I go and like I went to the beach the other day, and it just helped me rebound, recenter myself. So do the things that you need to do to stay centered. Because unfortunately, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I do think it's going to get better. We just got to push through it. Remember to keep your sanity. 
Amen. And that's my final Agreed. sip. All right. We don't All have right, anything else. That, I'm going to go ahead and call this sip session. Done. Holla. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd. George Floyd.